1: And half of those, uh, now we're down to about five percent, are like are the
0: ones that you can convince to change their vote one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and realistically, you, you only want half of them. You only you're only going to spend money. All these campaigns are trying to convince half of that half mm-hmm. to to flip. So right. Right now all elections are down to le- trying to convince less than three percent of all voting age adults uh, to vote a certain direction. So that is means that ninety seven percent of 97 like these campaigns the the media are all operating under this idea that the uh uh, that they only have to convince these the the ideas of three percent of the rest of the population this is not democracy i mean although people like to say this is the the exact people the people who are voting um Mm -hmm. and through democratic means are setting are setting the tone for our elections it's true but there is an enormous silent majority out there that uh that's I, I we should we can we should continue to use that phrase until uh people get tired of hearing about it
2: what is up everybody my name is Kyle Matovic i am the host of the in liberty and health podcast where we talk all things liberty health and wellness and beyond my hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on plague day.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see
2: Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. I okay? oh, am. Yeah. <laughs> all right. got a coffee? all right everybody this is in liberty and health episode number 159 and today i got the libertarian Party's uh <laughs> perhaps the least favorite person not i should say the libertarian parties but uh people who who might be kind of in this space they threw a lot of rocks his way i think he's a great guy and i, I see where they're coming from but i got hector Roos with me today how you doing man
0: uh, all right good to, uh, thanks for having me kyle uh and it's quite the the collection of guitars you have in the background <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to, we're going to rock and roll today.
1: tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's um, one of my favorite things to do personally. Um, you have some uh, interesting tastes in music, if I remember correctly, because I think the way that you and I really started kind of talking back and forth was actually over music. So um, if you had to name your first or your uh, top three bands, who would they be?
0: Uh, gosh, uh, uh, they're all going to be, uh, uh, they're all going to be different rock So I'm going to go eclectic rock. So, uh if it's spanish rock it's mana if it's uh if it's eighties rock uh, or seventies uh, like classic rock Led zeppelin or uh and if, and if it's a if it's alternative rock i'm i'm more like uh wow uh, um let's just say i grew up on uh oh yeah what's her name now well i guess we're not gonna answer that question
2: <laughs> well uh, don't you you listen to some heavier
0: stuff too don't you oh okay. yeah uh, yeah. On a, on a, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, there's metal out there, but you know, uh, it's like you go through a phase, and you, you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not everybody ages out of it. I guess
2: <laughs> guilty, completely guilty. Listen, dude, if you check yeah. my phone at any time, you're gonna see my playlist full with like deathcore like, and death metal.
0: <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's like, uh, it, it's like you, you grew up into it, uh, or I mean, cause let's just say, let, let's say, uh, Mosh pits in the '90s in, in in a hot summer Miami is uh, it is it's it's very sweaty it's, it's uh, incredibly sweaty listen uh, dude. You, grow, you
2: either
1: yeah
2: there's something absolutely beautiful about being next to a fat sweaty man in a mosh pit when you're screaming machine head lyrics as loud as you possibly can and i've done that more than enough times to count but there's there's something magical about that
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i think it's like uh metal these days is uh and, and there's so much of it so much variety these days that you, you figure out like, when did all this, like, it, it's like, I like wine. And I look back and, like, you guys are treating this like wine. Like the vintage of, <laughs> there's, there's there's certain vintages of metal that you just appreciate at different, at differently at different times. And mm-hmm. occasionally I'll go back and I'll listen to something. It's like, yeah, that was, that was the sound. Like that that's always, a, that's a great sound.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I just, uh, I always experience, you know, I uh, I, I appreciate all music, honestly. Cause it's all self-expression. You know, we just have to have more of it. And that's why most people appreciate metal anyway.
1: Yeah. right yeah uh, because
0: yeah because yeah it just gets it just breaks through uh it, it's it breaks through uh um the wall right mental barriers
2: hold on damn it i was muted <laughs> so uh one thing i posted on twitter today and a lot of people kind of gave me flack for it was uh the new metallica song and look i love all metallica even load reload insane anger People are going to cancel me. People are going to freak the fuck out because I just said that. Um, what's your feelings on uh, Metallica? You know, from start till now.
0: Wow, uh, it's it's uh, probably one of the great, obviously the great, one of the greatest bands of all time in any genre, really. Uh, you know, and the you know they they've had their uh, they're so big they ended up end up saying anything random or any member of their band says something randomly and, and it, it causes a political firestorm. Like if uh, I mean they i mean if it was if they weren't musicians uh you know they'd be politicians <laughs> because they, they do say a lot of things like, mm-hmm. uh and and go you know and go for uh you know germans saying something uh political yeah they're actually yeah they're outspoken i mean you have to understand the history of where that comes from right mm-hmm. like political speech for them if they're not if they're no one else would say it in their even in, in their background in, in, in europe if they weren't mm-hmm. saying it right like, like they they uh they, they cross barriers that way mm-hmm. again yeah. music trans- tra- reaching reaching the masses and with ideas that that, uh, that aren't popular at the time so it's, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah
2: yeah there was something um really sad about kind of seeing the culture that a lot of um, music has kind of taken hold of today and as you can see I'm a big fan of music in general and I play in a band myself so um you know kind of the culture surrounding music is very very important to me and uh it's cliche at this point but you know it used to be like rage against the machine and all these bands were edgy back in the day but now it seems like they're kind of raging for the machine which is really really sad because it's supposed to be rebellious because you're putting forth ideas through your music and you're sharing that with people to a larger audience and it's not always like explicitly political but the ideas are presented to you in a it, that almost transcends politics you know uh yeah i mean
0: they're, they're living so the
2: the the, the
0: story and music is that you are if you're if you're making a band that's making it you're you're making it because you're you're talking about things to uh a, uh a, 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 how do i say this you're you you're connecting with a younger generation about the older generation's material really because right. you're you're always a generation ahead oh, we're beh- or behind the current generation mm-hmm. when you're when you're when you make it so you have basically if you're in your 30s you have the uh, late teenagers you know repeating your lyrics and it's like it has nothing to do with what they're living through right then and there it's like mm-hmm. maybe they're seeing the frustration their parents went through or something
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it's i always found that interesting about music uh, because it's it's like a time machine mm-hmm
2: yeah no that's actually a really really good way to put it and i can't say i've ever really thought of it that way but that kind of gets to a point that i wanted to ask you about um when i was talking a little bit about being in a mosh pit with a fat sweaty man and singing heavy metal lyrics the the most beautiful thing in the world that i grew up with um in 2020 uh and this is kind of gonna this is gonna be able to carry us pretty much for the rest of the show but um I live in Pennsylvania, right? As we were kind of saying before the show about where we live and everything. So for me, the lockdowns really sucked, right? I mean, my wife, fiance, girlfriend at the time. You're Western.
0: You're Western Pennsylvania, right?
2: Correct. So, um, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, had got a letter from her work, and she worked for Phillips, which built um, some of the. Uh, what the fuck are the things? The uh, ventilators, right? They were building ventilators at the time in 2020. She had got a note from her work saying whether or not, you know, hey, if you get pulled over, show this to, pol- to the police so they know that you're not outside of your house. Um, I got laid off as a mechanic. Like, cars always are fucking broke. So I always have a job. I'm not worried about it. But, like, getting laid off in 2020 fucking blew my mind. Um, I love telling this story, and I love asking people this question because – um it really kind of shows how it kind of shaped their experience over the last two and a half years. So I know that's a long tangent, but what was March of 2020 like for you? How did you see it? What did you think? And what was your experience like from then till now?
0: Well, tell you the truth, I, I got, uh, I got really amped. The lockdowns is really what, um, you know, what woke me up again about politics. Uh, because it was it was visible in Florida. I'm, I'm it, the bigger state, the bigger cities and bigger counties in Florida uh, all locked down. Um, all, they all they all closed schools. They all did their social distancing requirements. Uh, a lot of, you know, you hear the stories of a lot of small businesses going out of business, just saying we're generational businesses. We've been we've been open for three or four generations. We're, we're just done. You know, we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, and th- they're all, you know, they're all being. Um, and in the meanwhile, you know, Walmart's open, you know, the the big box stores are open, and, and you can just go in there and you can ignore all the social distancing. You can walk in, you know, and the small, the small mom pops. Uh, I mean, it's just like it felt like more of the same because you always, uh, you know, in, in inner cities, what you have is uh, uh, you just have politicians who are either uh, they're habitually, uh, uh, you know, breaking up roads or making it difficult to do business in, on these, you know, main streets or they're doing it purposeful to allow for uh, redevelopment of these whole, of these whole communities. It's basically, it's either a, you know, a disaster. It's either this type of disaster or economic terrorism, actually, I like to say is by neglect or, or, or purposefully. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, I just, I kind of saw that more of the same, but I, I, I really started seeing just how uh, you know, morally bankrupt the political class was even in okay. Florida, even locally. So, you know, it wasn't, uh, the worst of it was really when you, when you got into, you know, how stringent you had to be to work and, and mm-hmm. because we, uh, to, to work, I think the working issues uh, mandates for, you know, for, for certain, certain were, uh were severe. They last a lot longer than people realize in Florida, uh, not just curfews, but then, of course, the allowances for if you if you're going to work in a certain sector, you have to be now regulated in ways that you didn't intend to. So if you mm-hmm. uh, we have a huge healthcare industry, in fact, Florida is the oldest state in the country. So by and far, I mean and that, that means the average. Uh, the, that means we have more retirees and uh, than on average than the rest of the country. Um, and and that means we have a huge healthcare space. And the, the whole healthcare space then is entirely regulated and mandated. Even if you were just a, a small vendor to it, you had to you're mandated to have all these uh, require you know follow these mandates requirements. Uh, you don't even have to work in the hospital. Or uh, you could just be a supplier and your whole company all of a sudden was required to uh, mandate up, meaning, you know, the uh, uh, get the certain uh, medical cocktail they tell you to. Right. Okay. Uh, knowing that, you know, I don't know where you're going to post this after. So I'm assuming that the 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 white the Y-Tube uh, um, uh, people. <laughs> they, they don't like might, the certain
2: might... terminology.
0: Yeah, they don't. They certainly do not. And or at least the bots that, that are on there. Right. So uh yeah, I mean that really pumped me that really pumped me up uh, in March, you know you, you you don't really think about it that often because I don't have kids and um, and I didn't see how immediately they closed. Uh, I saw you know I saw the everyone else's kids though really going to school uh, on the computers, right mm-hmm. uh, in Miami actually we had a we, we had they tried to switch over to the computers uh, well, guess what happened twice the whole thing shut down for two weeks because, uh, one kid figured out how to uh, trigger a uh, like a system failure of the entire school district <laughs> like yeah the guy, the guy i don't know i guess he was messing around with code they they, they the, the isp finally tracked him down and he was a legit 16 year old like i don't want to go to school so i'm going to cancel school for everybody
2: he's plugged the uh, dallas cooper i'm guessing
0: yeah and then the, <laughs> the next one was oh uh, we're going to, uh, all, the, all the students in the school are going to move to the software that's not been vetted, mm-hmm. that the only reason why we're, people are going to get on it is because they gave a million dollars to the nonprofit that is controlled by the superintendent of schools. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that, that's not shady, but we're not going to use it after all, and we're going to wait another week until we, everybody gets on their on these new virtual platforms. So, uh, I mean, just, you just see open, let me use open, uh, uh, for lack of a better way, open fraud. Really, the way that it was it was managed, uh, it was you know the biggest wealth transfer in the history of in my in my personal experience, and I lived through nine right. eleven, right? So uh, how how can you you know? And, and we took ten years. We took uh, what we spent in ten years. We spent in six months, right? Uh, the, as a federal government, and that money just went into a, a small set of pockets, and we see we saw whole political careers blessed by all this funny money mm-hmm. that got got sent around uh and uh, you know it wasn't and i'm still uh, october comes around presidential elections happening i'm I'm trying to uh you know uh, work with a local group to to host uh, uh the george workinson campaign in miami our venue gets locked down um a shutdown because of noise or because of noise complaint the night before in an empty restaurant Like and then like who cares right yeah. but they, they were uh but no they wouldn't happen it ended up the event ha ended up happening with dancing in the street really mm-hmm. you know the speakers uh with uh, with uh external batteries and just going for it wow. so uh that's that's really what it comes down to um, uh and uh and that's what that's what I remember from from March you know in that re- in that pit time period I mean I, there's the disaster would happen for the subsequent two years since I mean I'm really we didn't uh, kids didn't get unmasked in schools until uh until March of this year so two full years later really uh and Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they weren't, uh, the, the, man, the school mandate schools were generally mandating, uh, masks on students and, and their, and their, uh, uh, their employees, uh, on for almost two years until they, uh, so for whatever reason, they said, okay, we, we have these new agreements that says we're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, on the back end though, uh, school districts, I'm sorry, the hospital districts still mandate, you know, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, medical procedures. Yeah. 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 And the, uh, Uh, And you still have to obviously mask up there. And, and, you know, no particular reason, just uh, we're going to follow the CDC guidelines because that's what the CDC guidelines will say, uh, even though that's uh, the directives from the the Florida Department of Health say otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can't you can't really get treated in Florida in a a public health hospital without being uh, being having this recommended, uh, you know, so-called recommended procedure done to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And. Uh, so that's that's really what it comes down to. I said, you know, I had a um, a sit down with one of the editors for the for, for Reason magazine. No, I'm sorry, it was, uh, it was Reason. It was Re- uh, their medical writer for Reason. He's like, "This is still happening. How can nobody's writing about it? Because I'm telling you about it now, you dummy." Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he still hasn't written anything about it. I'm like, because uh, you know, Florida actually did have the Florida legislature did meet together to actually try to fix uh, uh, fix the law to prevent uh, these type of intrusive mandates. From happening again, so they fixed they fixed the law, but what they what they actually ended up doing was leaving in the language that said, "Oh, we can um, if, if for the next medical health emergency, uh, uh, we can still set up concentration camps and and, and set up forced uh, uh, medical te- you know medical procedure uh, uh, processes and and uh, uh, and we can basically suspend habeas corpus for for uh, uh, for medical emergencies." And it can be all, it can all be set, uh, administratively. So you have no, there's no habeas corpus. So there's no, uh, no application to, uh, to protect yourself in the courts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all left in there in, in Florida law. It's still there right now. Uh, and that was actually what was passed and as a result endorsed by uh, Florida Republicans, you know, mm-hmm. with the support of Democrats, those entire
2: Florida political establishment, really. I am stoked to tell you guys about the show's new sponsor. I am now working with MTS Nutrition, which is a brand that I've believed in for a very long time, and they run awesome cells, and they have awesome products. So um, I want to tell you about their amazing protein powder, which you're going to ask me how many pounds I have of the protein powder, and the answer is all of them. So here I got red velvet cake, 25 grams of protein, and they have the amino acids and everything on there, 59 servings peanut butter fluff, uh, fluff fluffernutter, 26 grams of protein, and then also the chocolate chip cookie, which literally has real pieces of chocolate chip cookie in there. So 27 grams of protein, 180. As I've talked about on the show, getting your protein in is very, very important, so make sure you hit that link below and purchase your protein powder through MTS Nutrition. Boom! Uh, So if if you wonder that, you know, how that
0: got me more and more, and to the anybody gonna run for office against this jerk? Any of these jerks, really. Mm -hmm. So it it, uh, ended up being, I ended up running against, uh, you know, running for, you know, against uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh, Not because of all that, but ultimately because uh, the U.S. Congress decided to pass a a national red flag law, uh, voluntary. You have to, uh, states get to opt in, but they said it's literally the Florida model that we're copying and pasting and sending sending everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that didn't get, that got a lot of people pissed uh, because the, the entire course of the year uh, gun, um, uh, gun rights activists or self-defense activists were, you know, following these legislators around all year and the, and the governor, well, are we gonna have a constitutional carrier? Are we gonna do something to defend, to to say that in, especially in these, uh, you know, when you're saying medical emergencies, uh, that, that uh, you know, uh, who's to say who's doing what, right? Do you have a right to defend yourself if you disagree with the government, you know? So uh, ultimately, uh, Ron Sense had been uh, had been on on a had made statements in the 2019 in favor of red, law, red flag laws. Uh, I knew this guy was going to be on the bad side, the wrong side of it. And ultimately, when when the uh, the federal government was talking about it, uh, the the legislature and the governor basically didn't say any more, and say anything about it. Uh, they kind of were totally mummed. They wouldn't make any statements in opposition to the to the red flag, the national red flag law. Out uh, to their credit, both Marco Rubin and Rick Scott uh opposed the the red flag law the national red flag law in, in, in the u.s senate mm-hmm. rick scott actually had signed it into law so okay. if you can imagine that and and marco said, and rubio had always said you know no, nah, nah, this he has he, he'd been even the more more vocal of the two mm-hmm. uh, and maybe that was enough for him to uh to win a re-election without a uh you know without too much uh stressing but it was certainly uh but the the, the fact that uh there was this has been an issue that in florida uh uh basically gun rights groups have kind of been asleep and and they haven't and they've been um or end up in the sleep but they've been surrendering to the fact that political expediency we'll get it to you one day eventually eventually we'll get it to you and they just caved in okay okay we won't keep putting more pressure uh so <laughs> uh and there's a funny story uh about uh one of the uh uh, one of the activists or gun of America actually got arrested in front of a in front of a a second uh, 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 in front of a Republican party like rally that was that was going to have the governor drop by
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the
0: governor's campaign wanted the, the event to be a gun-free zone the governor's campaign wanted it to be a gun-free there's zone there's something um, ironic um, about that yeah on public property and uh, a Florida law doesn't let you do that uh, and the guy was just protesting on the sidewalk and uh, he didn't like uh, what what his sign was saying, and he had even permission from the, from the, the the city administration uh, to be there. And eventually, someone just said, "Just ar- arrest him and make his day." Yeah. So, uh, but it was all stemmed from. I mean, I, I like to say that Florida has the uh, it, although Florida is run by Republicans, it is the most hostile to the Second Amendment to the, re- the franchise of self defense in any uh, any state in the country that's run by Republicans. So right mm-hmm. now, I think they repealed red flag laws. The only other state that had red flag laws that was run by Republicans, I think was uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. and they repealed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Florida is now the only state in the country with red flag laws on the on local, you know, from the state level, having them uh, in place. So it, it kind of tells you something uh, about what uh, what's going on in
2: Florida. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a whole bunch to unpack. Um, so, One thing that I'm sure you knew is that you would get a lot of flack from everybody for running against Ron DeSantis, but um, you've elucidated upon a lot of things that um, I think a lot of people don't really consider. And um, the one thing I think I've heard you lay out before on other people's shows is that there really is kind of this campaign to uphold DeSantis as kind of a figure, and there's this tendency for people to think that you know there's only like all the news is left-leaning every single news outlet is left-leaning but they fail to recognize that like the entire alt media and even some like the mainstream media is getting behind DeSantis and artificially boosting him um and it's really really suspicious to me that this Guantanamo Bay more than likely skull and bones society JAG officer is being put forth as this kind of populist guy but he's clearly an elite and i don't have a problem with him being an elite but he's really boosted as kind of like the guy right where this was kind of trump back in 2016 where i mean there's even emails from hillary's campaign saying hey we have to boost trump because he's the only one that hillary can defeat even though he ended up winning and I feel like there's more to this story that's not being told. It seems like we're getting the same thing with DeSantis, but the only difference between Trump and DeSantis is that Trump is too much of an idiot to have any kind of principles and to be any kind of like hammer in search of a nail. Um, DeSantis is to his credit, very absolute and he's very concise and he's very focused, but he's focused as kind of this neocon governor and, when you compare him in my mind and you can push back on this all you like um my experience here seems to be a lot worse than it was in florida i personally believe him being in florida is a good thing and versus him being president i think if he's president then it's gonna be like george bush satanic panic um neocon empire war with south america war with iran war with china um i think that's his potential as president um I know I threw a lot at you, but um, I'm curious about your thoughts about kind of how he's being boosted as like the guy for 2024 for the Republican Party.
0: Well, I, I think the uh, the, the, anal- the analogy of, of or the comparison to how the mainstream media boosted Trump in, in before 2016 is is, is accurate. Uh, I, I, I've been hearing that for since twenty since the actually since the lockdown. So since 2020, I've been hearing. Uh, from political circles that he was going to be boosted that way, it'd be him and Gavin Newsom uh, that would be boosted higher and higher. So mm-hmm. you notice them trading jabs nationally and doing the same kind of strat, uh, uh, tactics going around uh, the country and, and uh, even attacking, you know, attacking other, uh, looking for publicity by launching attacks, buying, um, uh, even spending money, like, buying, like paying for campaign ads uh, again mm-hmm. to criticize uh, politicians in other states. So uh, yeah, that's all there. Uh, uh, toward the end of the, uh, the the election cycle, so just the recent election cycle, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media was actually going out there and literally saying there was no lockdown whatsoever in Florida. And, that, and then Ron DeSantis picking up it up saying, we kept Florida free. See, even the media is recognizing we kept Florida free. I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, tell tell that to the parents with children Who have been held back for two years because because they haven't actually had access to school and to actually catch up uh, on on both the knowledge gap now and as well as um, and and really uh, uh, childhood development issues uh, that occurs. Uh, I mean, I called. I mean, the the lockdowns were just another form of child abuse because we all know that uh, the disease that people were talking about uh, didn't barely affect afflicted uh, children, young children. If mm-hmm. at all, right right uh, and and it, you know so you know, those y t people you <clears throat> gotta be uh, careful with them so the uh, that's what it really comes down to. So Elon only bought tr- Twitter. he didn't buy the other guys <laughs> uh, so so that's really where it comes down to the you know uh, we we have problems in Florida that that people minimize in order to and that's not that that's not just the press, but that's a a great big group of people. Uh, and it makes you wonder why, right? Mm-hmm. so uh yeah, there's um uh, for the most part is it's it's you know the first thing is gonna be laziness, you know, uh, it can't you know they've uh, they've already just fallen into a narrative, and so the breakout of the narrative actually takes some work, even if it's presented to you in a manner that you can say, okay, I could see that I could see that those descriptions are probably true, but uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's minimal. It's you know these are the other things that are important. We rather have preferred him here, there instead of this other guy or Democrat or uh, his last his previous opponent in twenty in twenty eighteen was found naked uh, naked in a pool of his own vomit with a male prostitute in a South Beach hotel. You know that that's the guy you wanted to have running Florida instead. You know yeah. that that's so it's just all just dismissive uh, claptrap. So uh, and then you turn around and I'm like the next day after the election I'm 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 looking at their... Look at Scott Horton's Twitter and going. Oh my God, this has to be verified. How can somebody be claiming now that Ron DeSantis of of, of was was uh, was at Guantanamo, not just at Guantanamo, but watching, uh, making sure that the 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 torture program there was in legal compliance? Yeah. I'm like, I got it. I I need another source on this. I'm like, uh, I've been saying it for like two years now. So I'm mm. like, uh, yeah, that's a, that's exactly what his resume was there. He's right. he has and publications he to talk as about. As well. Yeah yeah uh, and uh, Fallujah was basically uh a mini um, a mini Dresden for for uh for if you're comparing uh, World War II basically it was targeting civilian population uh to basically uh, uh destroy a city it was it was it was destroying a city it was targeting civilian uh, 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 civilian targets on purpose to uh uh to demoralize uh resistance right to, and I know I know a lot. Of, I know a number of people who who were there on the ground. So uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, the, the shit they saw was, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was intense. How, how they describe it to me in private. Uh, but even you know, uh, I think even um, even Adam Kokesh was in, in Fallujah. I think I know he was yeah. served in the time too. So it's it's the yeah people people really need to remember uh, their history. History tends to repeat itself, and it's like this is um, you know we're not. We're we're literally oftentimes we're just living literally living through a script that was written by some Hollywood writer. Yeah, I was paid for by some scenario that was drummed up and say, "Hey, let's let's pitch it this way." And there's like pitch meetings, like they're treating this whole whole thing about uh, they, they there's a reason why they call Paul uh, we have a statesman uh, statescraft uh, why it's called uh, this whole uh, situation, statescraft because it's it's very much like drama, like putting it on a play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that answers the question about <clears throat> how people will fall into it. But but generally, they, they jimmy up the other side. The the left will, especially the mainstream media, will attack this answer, will try, attack the figure they want to imp- promote because the genders a response to protect that guy. See, he must be doing something right. He's not.
2: Yeah, that's the uh, typical kind of thing is that they always lifted up Trump to say he was doing this, he was doing that. But – um when there's so much focus on one specific person um i feel like libertarians tend to lean and default to the right a lot and i'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with that but they default to the right so much that they assume that there can't be anything wrong with them and they're afraid to dig a little bit deeper so um and i'm a if you follow the traditional right wing definition i'm pretty right wing by definition right i mean i'm married um you know, I bought my house when I was young. I'm a blue collar kind of guy, right? I mean, I by all, if you look at me on a piece of paper, I'm pretty much a Republican, right? Although I am, uh, you know, through and through libertarian. Um, so my job, I feel, it's been to kind of pull the wool off of people's eyes of assuming that the right wing has to be good because the left's so bad. Um, I agree with all the criticisms of left leaning people, but what else can I add to that conversation? Um, I should add to the conversation criticizing the right from the right, which I think you kind of did with DeSantis. But, um, you know, when it came to like the stuff with South America, you had people in his cabinet, um, not necessarily in his cabinet, but like Anthony Sabatini calling for the execution of foreign leaders. Like (laughs) we can't be saying this. And then, you know, the IDF coming to clean up parts of Florida and him saying, you know, taking these trips over to Israel and saying he's going to the most pro Israel governor. um, A lot of people kind of sweep that under the rug. And look, I get it because we've been told this narrative that DeSantis was the best on COVID, even though he Mm -hmm. did, as you said, lock Florida down. Um, And he had his finger on the pulse. And I think you would give him credit for this, too, that he had his finger on the pulse to kind of play the media to say, look, I kept Florida free. So you know, and whenever it stopped being politically expedient, he opened everything up. Or when it could be politically expedient, he opened everything up, so that way he could get the praise and be boosted as the guy. Right.
0: A lot to unpack there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sir. So, so let me start with uh, let me start with a simple idea of uh, you saw, you ha- you start with the premise that libertarians somewhat uh, like they have this right wing thinking or or something. They default uh, that, to the right. Right. They default. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not it's a little bit more complicated, uh, and I and what I mean by that is is. Uh, so you you have Republicans like like to give uh uh like what was it t- they like to talk their talking points they like to maybe bring in a couple of libertarian talking points especially on economic liberty, uh, on business uh, the rights of businesses and the rights of people to to a pro- on property rights, particularly. Uh, and what ends up happening is 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 just, especially in the last, well, let's see, 2008, since they implemented Obamacare.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, there there hasn't there has just been a steady assault, a, clearly, like a uh, this idea of um, uh, demarcation, uh, two si- a demarcation to very uh, a, a polarization in terms of property rights uh, and and taxation that has um, that has people pretty much split into. Uh, you know, these focuses. So all of a sudden now civil liberties and economic rights or property rights are separate, right? Mm-hmm. And that happens on the left and the right. And, and that's how people end up falling into this into this sort of a trap. But on the other side, so, you know, uh, I, rep- I, I feel like I represent uh, an idea of a greater liberty movement that exists outside the Libertarian Party, that exists across America, that really doesn't have loyalty to any one party, political mm-hmm. party, uh, but the and I believe a lot of a lot of people that are in that are in the Libertarian Party now have come uh, are part of that. And there are many people who are who are in the Republican Party and or, or politically independent or even a couple Democrats uh, that fall into that category as well. And, and the, but the, the truth comes down to it is that if if you came at that, uh, you know, the, the leaders in this in this whole uh, the, the greater uh, liberty movement. Have a they have made certain decisions as well that mm-hmm. compelled others to take uh, take uh, strong stands uh, in defending people like DeSantis. The mm-hmm. They just felt compelled. There's an obligation, right. right? And and that happened under Trump, right? So Trump comes into office, he becomes the most anti-war president we've ever had.
1: Which is really funny.
0: <laughs> somehow that's somehow that's uh, we didn't start new wars we, or something kind of takeaway like that and that's better than anything we've ever had in our in our entire general in in, in two generations to some effect like that so uh so that's we end up having to uh so we end up having to look at people who we consider friends and allies uh their their default position of theirs becomes defending the undefendable uh and for for the only purpose not of growing liberty, not of def- uh, not of increase, uh, uh, not of, of achieving certain, certain policy gains even, mm-hmm. but of maintaining status quo. Yeah. Now keep that in mind. Status quo is all that they're achieving, they're attempting to achieve at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, and the, 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 the problem or conflict that I ran into in challenging DeSantis is that I, I ran, ran into that buzzsaw. That there are people who simply want they appreciate status, status quo so much more mm-hmm. than uh, than actually achieving wins, and um, and they and they ended up coming out very hard on saying, well, libertarians can't win. We heard that, so we may as well just continue that. I'm like, well, whoever said that winning uh, a libertarian winning office what is is actually the end and goal or the victory the, the win that that we should be seeking uh and functionally having so many people come out and say that was a win in and of itself on my side mm-hmm. because now aha uh-huh. so this is really where people uh people are are are, are committed to this is their level of commitment uh, their level of commitment is they would simply they they're they're running uh they're they're associated to the libert- as uh, as a libertarian because they don't like they don't like the they don't like Democrats and they find this uh, republicans distasteful enough that they simply don't want to identify as a as a re- republican mm-hmm. so so in other words they they're simply libertarians who will vote for republicans right you know at the end of the day or or re- even or worse a republican who just identifies as a libertarian
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh <laughs> and and yeah I mean that's really what it comes down to and 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 of course they'll say oh are those libertarians out there that we have to watch out for they're they're just these left libertarians that that, that are just Democrats who call themselves libertarian,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You've heard of that. So mm-hmm. uh, at, at some point, we have to say, well, you know, we're, we're the actual libertarians who want to be libertarians and support their libertarians and push libertarian policies. You know, where is that? Oh, uh, well, we'll get there. It's through decentralization, okay? So if we're supporting decentralization, uh, why are you telling me how I should think? Shouldn't we de- de- decentralize, uh, have people with multiple opinions and multiple ways of doing things? Uh, l- let them do their thing and organize in that direction. Why do you have to criticize them and work against them, even if you even when you don't live in that state?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So very, it's like uh, I mean, and it came that, it came really to head in the last election cycle with Arizona, and mm-hmm. that's that's the uh, what you think about that, by the way.
2: Oh, uh, um, you know, it, it seemed like. If we're using the Libertarian Party as leverage to get favors from a candidate, it seemed like in that specific race, we went about it the entire wrong way because Blake Masters had no political opinions for 13 years, right? He supposedly wrote for Lou Rockwell in 2006, and then there's this huge blank space from 2006 to 2019, and then all of a sudden he comes onto the scene, and we're supposed to believe that nothing's changed in those 13 years Um, We have no proof that nothing's changed, but we're supposed to believe that, and he's carrying all this water for actually a lot of the worst shit that's going on within the Republican Party right now. So um, I talk about it all the time, and people are probably sick of hearing me talk about it, but this whole Cold War with China that's ramping up, Blake is horrible on that issue, and we got very minimal pushback from – you know people who call themselves libertarians on this issue with him now what i like about scott horton so much is that when he had joe kent on his show scott took him to task scott didn't fuck around when it came to joe kent on his show which i liked but what i didn't see out of dave and mark victor was the same treatment to blake masters and look blake masters is a charismatic guy um he says a lot of the right stuff but like If we're going to use the Libertarian Party as leverage and throw our weight behind somebody, then they need to come to us, at least in some degree, right? So the concession should have been, I understand you're running as a Republican. I understand you have to get elected. But, like, you have to be better on China and Israel because these are going to be the two issues. Well, the China issue is going to be the next big issue. Every single time they renew the national defense strategies, China's the number one issue. It's not Russia. It's China. He's good on russia not great because he said we should sanction russia and you know send ukraine the help they need um but it just seemed like we really sacrificed mark victor and yeah he did fuck up with that whole uh, you know child or the age of consent stuff it was an unforced error okay yes i can agree with that but it really seemed like we threw mark victor to the side to have a conversation with blake masters that really seems to be what it kind of boiled down to for me
1: Okay,
0: so yeah, I mean, you're 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 observing this as about the same amount, uh, same distance that that Dave is observing it. By the way, so uh, and a couple of other people too. Uh, if I maybe actually, you might be closer now. To think about it mm. in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, the 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 issue is um, the issue is uh, who cares? Like, why are we macro managing what's going on in Arizona,
1: right? Mm.
0: Like, if we're really supporting decentralized solutions, uh, why are we trying to create uh, these backdoor deals? Uh, because we, you know, where are we going with that? Like, how far do we put? How far do we push that? Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, like, honestly, honestly, it felt like somebody woke up in the middle, you know, in, the, in early one morning or couldn't sleep at all and then decided that starting at six o'clock in the morning, I, I'm going to drunk tweet, right? And we're gonna start drunk tweeting at five, six o'clock in the morning. At a banger uh and, and that's the stuff that kind of came out and then like but then i, I I've, I've learned i've come to realize it was just like a lot coming to head a lot of pressure a lot a lot of uh uh there, there's you know when it reaches that level mm-hmm. um and it reaches the way that mark victor basically uh a uh, cave to pressure uh, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of things that happen that we will never know well we shouldn't know right uh that what really happened behind the scenes on that but what everybody can agree on is that it was poorly executed. Something happened there that shouldn't have happened the way it did. Uh, and you you, you don't, uh, and it was just an, uh, utterly embarrassing for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And it the whole episode probably cost Blake Masters votes rather than give him votes, in honesty. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it made him look like an asshole. All
1: right.
0: It really did. Yeah. So, uh, and, and it just proved to, you know, um, it, it gave people a harder look at Blake Masters' as a result. You know mm-hmm. what? What's, what people should have been talking about was, you know how, uh, you know how, uh, it, not that uh, the the, ast- the the former astronaut, really a former astronaut, mm-hmm. uh, should in a time of science debate, uh, should be reconsidered as as someone uh, who, who who we would uh, want to recall right or not reelect, uh, and instead select someone who is about business. It was about you know what people really need uh and, and instead of you know uh allowing the state or this idea of uh, a state uh, governed by experts uh, there's a term for it but basically uh rule by science right the rule by scientists uh and and it wasn't it wasn't one of those topics that that really mark victor no, no, pardon not mark victor uh blake masters was supporting mm-hmm. uh but it was something that we that libertarians have been talking about because it was the thing that we were supposed to be talking about back in 2020 that, that the party wasn't generally doing either and uh and generally the movement wasn't either by the way right because you didn't hear them talking about that they, they you heard them going along to get along mm-hmm. instead because everybody was for, for for okay two weeks to stop spread sure mm-hmm. right uh which turned into six months which in some places turned into a year which some places turned you know and, and to the effect we're, we're still living the effect now and to ignore that that's the biggest issue in in america uh, in america right now even today uh is um, is to is uh how do i say this uh under it, it, it fails to serve a, a public interest like it's easier why if i know that there's a lot of pressure from the media these days and and bear in mind the people who influence election more than anybody was uh was the media trying to spin us out of hey we're we're in recovery. Hey, we're, we're doing Rosie. Hey, we're doing, we're, we're the greatest comeback, you know, you know, Joe Biden's a comeback kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. How's Scranton doing? You know, you talk, you guys tell me, right. Like let's, let's, let's talk about real places and real jobs mm-hmm. that are sticking around. Not, not just, uh, you know, uh, more people on part-time, multiple part-time jobs. Yep. But that's, uh, but that's, you know, that's really. Let's just say, by running people for office, and, and like for myself, like running for me, exposed all the weaknesses both of people in and out of the party. Really, what they're thinking, mm-hmm. right? In Florida, the election numbers showed that more people saw Ron DeSantis as, as the, uh, the protest candidate, than a libertarian. Or 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 non Democrat Republican. Period. Just that's, that's it. They just clearly saw enough people who would typically vote this way, voted that way, or didn't show up at all. Right? That says something. Okay. Uh, it's look at uh, I mean these things do matter, uh even in percentages, because there, there are percentages. Not we're not you don't I don't care about the bigger numbers. I want mm-hmm. them to know what our, our numbers are. So in Georgia, we saw where, exactly what was going on there. Uh, voters gave Kemp in Georgia a very that is the governor of Georgia uh, a re-election in the first round. Uh, you know, Mister um, uh, Kemp, ha- ha- <clears throat> what's his name again? <laughs> well, uh, just, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Shane, Shane, Shane no, oh, no 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 oh, hey, Brian sorry. Kemp, but yes. Shane Hazel yeah. got less votes than he did two years ago or mm-hmm. yeah two years ago. So again in a uh, in a U.S. Senate election. Right, so that that he was in the election for U.S. Senate against uh, Warnock.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, that's where Warnock got elected in the first place. So he got less votes in that one. Granted, it was a state election, right? State governor election. That was the only difference. But then Chase, uh, but Chase Oliver picked up that same election and also uh, forced it into a runoff? I I, ble- I'm, I have to double check, but their their vote totals weren't that different, if I, if I recall correctly. But th- it does say something. Actually, uh, uh, the governor of Georgia was one of the was the first governor. Uh, he has, I'm sorry, he was he has a reputation of, of being one of the lockdown governors. Mm-hmm. So that's why Shane actually had this whole confrontation. He even got into debates, right? Yep. Uh, knowing that that libertarians have uh, there's enough libertarians that are voting libertarian in Georgia to require libertarians be present in debates, mm-hmm. uh, and that says something because if you're not. And by the way, this is like the fourth statewide campaign or, or or third statewide campaign for shane hazel mm-hmm. uh and no no uh, i think this is the second one right because he ran for like congress before but yeah. the the point is is that you have to keep running candidates until just to be able to say we're running candidate we're part of this here to run candidates if you're not even saying that like it's like saying if we don't have uh if we're not running candidates for president why exist at all right why well, i say that too if you're not running for candidates along uh, for for statewide office why do you exist as a state party in those parties right so uh it, it, but then again the pushback was well what happens if there's a, a pretty good candidate on the other side i'm like okay does that mean what what are you trying to say about that you we should all vote for them well you, that's your you make that personal statement if you want to you know um and 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 certainly the way that it was handled people just basically saying should i should i not and then waiting ultimately to the last minute to do so uh it was, and and the Fallout from that was, uh, you know, uh, in specific like Dave endorsing Black Masters or Dave calling, you know, saying, "I." By the way, keep in mind a lot of libertarians endorsed Ron DeSantis a year before I even decided to file, mm-hmm. so I, I knew what, what was coming in my direction, yeah. but I did want to see what happened. Uh, but we needed to run candidates; it wasn't something to, to, to rest back on. And for the first time in, in over a decade, we had two statewide candidates in Florida. And we don't have that many statewide. I mean, there aren't that many statewide positions.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh So, and, and I was hoping to get one more in there. Uh, it didn't. It didn't turn out. So uh, the architect of the red flag laws in Florida actually got a pass. So I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, uh, you know. So, um, I, I guess one other thing I wanted to ask about. Um, we've been shooting the shit for a little bit here, and I want to be respectful of your time, but um, uh, the one thing that I'm sure you've probably heard a lot. And I'm curious your answer. Why not work with the Republican Party to get a seat in a cabinet somewhere? Because – and you can pull this apart as you like. Um, In my mind, it almost seems like it would be easier in Florida to kind of get something like that done. It seems like Tho has had some success, and I disagree with some of his conclusions that he draws. But um, what's your opinion on that? And once again, I don't live in Florida, so I don't know what that's like what's up everybody Um, we're going to take a quick break and tell you about the show's sponsors Um, we are brought to you by Element T Electrolytes I've been using this stuff for years, and what I've honestly found is that if I didn't have electrolytes before some kind of cardio, and sometimes even before workouts, that my workout performance, or definitely cardio performance, would suffer greatly. Sodium is responsible for every single movement pretty much in your entire body. And let's say you drink a lot of caffeine, (laughs) like I like to do, then um, maybe it is a good idea, like I do every single morning. um, Put some LMNT chocolate electrolytes um, there in your coffee to get a little bit more sodium, potassium and uh, magnesium in your coffee so that way whatever diuretic effect you get from the caffeine is pretty much diluted by the fact that you put chocolate salt in it Uh, also it tastes really really good get some uh, chocolate cream or hazelnut cream or even coconut and uh, mix that all up it tastes really really good so uh yeah make sure you drop by go to drinklmnt.com slash in liberty and health and uh pick you up some electrolytes today all right guys thanks
0: Thoe Bishop, uh, a writer, uh, a contributing a contributor writer to the uh, Mises Institute blog, uh, is um, uh, he his only success is like a a party leader in a, in a small backwards uh, backwater, not backwards backwater, uh, count, uh, country county uh, that has more public corruption in it than um, than most of the other states on average, uh, uh, most of the other counties on average. It's not a lot to, to gloat about. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I, I, you know, he must be a great example of uh, of nepotism because I don't I, I don't really find his writing that compelling either. So, uh, you know, it's just some it's just somebody who's, who's who's serving a purpose and there's always useful idiots somewhere, honestly. And though Bishop did chicken out of debating me, on a on a on a big platform. So, mm-hmm. uh, a, a why why the libertarians should run for uh, run against the you know, or or again, you know, I was going to be against, and he was going to be a pro, uh, and he just he he said no. You you have to. Dr-. He literally said, "I have to drive fourteen hours to go see him in, in a, for an in person debate that uh, that he might not. He still would chicken out of honestly." So uh, I don't give both Thobischu any credit whatsoever. Uh, but with that said, I, I do understand that the, there's a lot of people in the Mises Institute that that feel a certain way about you know supporting Republicans. That's totally on them. I mean, they do a lot of good work.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
0: they, you know, uh, I'll just leave it at that. You know, <laughs> but uh, but to uh, you know, putting Tho aside, then moving on from Tho, I can't remember what the other thing was because you triggered oh. me on Tho.
2: Oh no, no, I I apologize. Yeah, um, I don't have any personal problems with it, but like I said, it's uh, I just think some of the conclusions he draws are silly. But why not work in right. the Republican Party? Because it's it se- it. like I said, so. Okay. Okay, I got. It, I got. It. So Florida. So what people ha- uh, have to realize in, around
0: the country in Florida, Florida uh, Republicans in Florida, Republicans in Florida, mm-hmm. have a super majority control in the state. They have control of all the cabinet level positions. Uh, they have two third more than two thirds of both chambers of, of the legislature. Uh, they they uh, have out of sixty seven counties, they may have like I don't know sixty two sheriffs. Mm-hmm. they wow. it, they control the vast majority of county commissions I mean it, it's it's just it's uh so it's not a republic it's it's not a libertarian thing that you know there is no one else to work with you know really so it's really do the Re- Republicans want to work with anybody else nope they do you know so uh the Democrats have to pay Republicans for access now they uh and same with libertarians we have to pay our due too and and figure out a way where where's the pressure point so mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in I'm, I'm I'm speaking to a Republican group, uh, Repu- a group of Repu- libertarians, and that are that are registered Republicans. I'm going to be speaking to them next week at a Christmas, uh, uh, uh you know, one of their Christmas meetings. And you know, what's you know, what what do you, they even they even do right? Because they're stuck too. It doesn't matter if you're a Repub- registered Republican, uh, in the Republican Party, if you have no further uh, if you have no further uh, manner for advancement, what do you do? And really. Uh, part of, my, of what I'm going to talk to them is really this idea of decentralization, and we really do need. What can we do? What What, what do you What can What What should you do? Is what you can What you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the decentralization model is is excellent, right? It's uh, you know from from the work in, that's promoted by the Mises Institute and, and um, Hans Raab uh in terms of creating alternatives uh, alternatives in the marketplace to to assume uh, think uh, to assume um, uh, you know, operations are, are tasks that are handled to the government perfect but in uh, but generally speaking, um, but more more that's the longer term but more more uh, in the shorter term, it means you know promoting uh, policies and nullification right using local jurisdictions to nullify legal state and national laws create uh, that sort of uh, uh, competing jurisdictions of Liberty right so those are those are actually uh po- those are distinctly possible uh and they it's been proven a, a cr- across small jurisdictions across the country mm-hmm. so um, some of it will end up in legal in courts but if as if, if voters are voting for for these measures if you put on a ballot and voters are voting for it judges are very unlikely to overturn the will of the public mm-hmm. uh will of the people because they'll, they'll just keep coming back keep coming back until you do until finally you build up enough of a group that says, you know, these Republicans are out of control. They're just status with a different name, uh, and and you can start passing these statewide referendums. I made a presentation, uh, was it two weeks ago? I'm sorry. Uh, no, so it was. So we are, yeah, almost a month ago, uh, to the Libertarian Party's national committee. Uh, you know, just sharing with them, you know, if for all these ballot access uh, conflicts that are happening around the country with different states, you know. Do what Florida did, which is we have our ballot access enshrined and protected in the Florida Constitution. Mm-hmm. We got that have voted in at a statewide referendum, and you and there. If if, if frankly, if there's enough, uh, there's you know more than thirty-five states that have voted in some type of uh, cannabis can uh, uh, you know uh, pass some kind of cannabis protections. Uh, if, if you can get cannabis passed on a ballot, you can get ballot access passed on a ballot.
1: Right.
0: It's just a matter of which which one of these states has the easiest way to get on the ballot. Go and do that. Go and go and get the signatures. Because if you have to come back and expend enormous sums of energy uh, to just uh, some of them are unreasonable. Uh, well, if you have to expend enormous amount of energy to get ballot access and it's right. easy to get on a referendum this question permanently, you should do that. There's some states that you know you just have to run a candidate every once in a while and get one percent of the vote, which doesn't seem to be terribly difficult, like Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's other states like <clears throat> New York, New York, uh, that that are just so horrible. I said New York, by the way,
1: yeah.
0: uh, that are just so uh, so horrible. You just have to do, you have to bite the bullet, right? Mm-hmm. And in other words, you know, part of the mission is uh, and and um. Uh, is to and these aren't my words. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm copying people who have a lot more experience at this than I do. That the Libertarian Party has to have as its goal uh, opening up the third lane of for American politics something that's not a Democrat or a Republican. Mm-hmm. And and if we're not focused on those kind of tasks, we're not focused on growing the Libertarian Party itself. Uh, and and we are uh, consistently uh, taking the the liberty movement broadly and saying it only you know it. Um, we can um we we have to look like republicans right in other words instead of and ignoring all these other things at at that at, at that level uh then we have a problem you know that we we're, we're not in the, in other words we've killed our future right. we don't have a future unless that means uh uh you know a uh, a return right uh or a rep turn right something like that mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. We've 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 already we've already done that. Now you you want to go a full 180? Yeah. Uh, and that's uh and, and that's really the um that's really where I have people. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be like everything I just said doesn't mean that you have to be exclusionary of the Republican Party. Uh, for the Libertarian Party, you can still exist in this idea of the liberty uh, the, the Liberty movement. I think uh, in Florida, for instance, uh, there there are a lot of states that don't even have like voter rolls. Mm -hmm. right they don't have the these harsh controls that exist that to you must be labeled this certain way right uh florida doesn't have like uh you can't register the same day like you can in iowa and and just pick which which ballot you want or new hampshire for that matter i don't know how it's like in pennsylvania but i know the the residency requirements and to run for office in pennsylvania can be high like like four or six years something ridiculous sometimes Mm But the, um, and of course you can't, you can't be adjudicated. You can't have your adjudicated, your rights adjudicated back to you. If you're a, a um, you've served your time. And, uh, and given that, what is it? Like one, I, there was a statistic that came out 20 years ago that said that one, uh, one in every two adults in America had been had been convicted of a felony at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, uh, just, just by the way, for everybody who's listening if you don't, if you don't understand this, these statistics out of every voting age adult in America only half of them are even registered to vote. The next half are, are uh, half of that uh, don't vote at all. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're down, down to a quarter of, uh, you're down to a quarter uh, of voting age adults that even that even generally participate of those, uh, half of them are the ones that are regular voters. And half of those, uh, now we're down to about 5% are like are the ones that you can convince to change their vote one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and realistically, you only want half of them. You only, you're only going to spend money. All these campaigns are trying to convince half of that half to, to flip. So now all elections are down to trying to convince less than 3% of all voting age adults, uh, to vote a certain direction. So that is means that 97% of 97, like these campaigns, the, the media are all operating under this idea that the, uh, uh, that they only have, have to convince these the the ideas of three percent of the rest of the population. This is not democracy. I mean, I'll, I'll, although people like to say this is the, the exact people, the people who are voting um mm-hmm. and through democratic means are setting are setting the tone for our elections. It's true, but there is an enormous silent majority out there that uh, that's I, I, we should we can we should continue to use that phrase. Until uh, people get tired of hearing about it, uh, that are not represented in this political system at all, and, and that's that's both a good thing and a bad thing. So I I, I firmly believe the future of the Libertarian Party is to stand out there and say, you know, the dollar's dead. Uh, the 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 way that we should uh, the, the way our society is organized in uh, in allowing ourselves to ask permission constantly for everything is dead. Uh, we should try and, um, and and the way we al- we've allowed basically our uh, relationships and our commerce to be dictated in the terms of a third per- a third party uh, is dead like at this point you know when we look at that you can do you can not only have you can you facilitate barter, you can do crypto uh, cryptocurrencies exchanges outside of the US dollar, uh, then you, you you don't need anything else just mm-hmm. you, you can stand outside of this controlled economy. And and now we can live on under a, a, a society under our own terms that does not require the rule of American law. It's just natural law. So yeah. again, if but everything I just told you is if you're going to support uh, Repu- uh, a, a power structure within a Republican Party, the Republican Party is tied to the dollar. It's tied to the system. It's tied mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to those uh, uh, to this great. Uh, uh, call it the church of the US government, right? right I mean you have to pay your tithes to the government it's called taxes. Mm-hmm. you have to worship its leaders in, 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 and their, and, and, li- and certainly listen to their priests for guidance which which are their elected officials uh, and and ultimately the the people who benefit are the ones who are who sit on the boards of of those organizations too. so uh, but we so if we're not what we have to actually look at where is the country going where is the market going? Ultimately, the when we see such uh, tyranny as we've seen the last two years, uh, and where we saw people just say, "I want to avoid as much tyranny, so I'm going to stay home, or I'm going to opt out of the society. I'm going to use Amazon as much as possible, even though everything's not locked down anymore." Uh, and you see what the market is is going towards. You know, um, you see a couple positives, right? You see that people just want to opt out. They they will always go towards if this is easy. If if society is easy enough to uh, to do without government, they'll do that actually. Right. Uh, the state because they've already opted out of it once. They showed they could do that. Uh, they didn't really say. Uh, and on the other side, uh, the uh, personal people's personal behaviors in terms of like the shopping, they can expect Amazon to deliver the same day service, uh, and they they're going to want that from government too. So if we can stand on that end, we can certainly uh, we, we have a possibility to just. Uh, activating all these people into something new. Uh, and that's real, we do have to be there. People, I mean, I have to, if I have to prophesize this stuff, this kind of stuff so people can understand it and put it into prop, uh, proper terms, uh, then fine, I'll, I'll do that. And that's pro- uh, quite possibly, that was actually the original intent of the Libertarian Party in the first place. Like, we don't ha- need to have the large, uh, like, in other words, that the, uh, yes, it may be said too much, but our, our campaigns are our educational programs you know, that intend to do that. And if you get lucky, if if we're getting elected, it's uh, it's you know what, what what does that actually mean, right? Yeah. Uh, that actually means that society's changed, right? Mm-hmm. That society's changed, the culture's changed, and they're 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 willing to actually ignore the media, uh, and and elect a libertarian uh, to office, uh, or adopt the libertarian principles. You know, ultimately that they'll change their own behavior. They'll vote with their feet. They'll vote with their wallets. They will, you know, because that's where we win. We have to win that war. That uh, we have to win that game in order to win the uh, the, the whole prize. Uh, and of course, and and the number one reason why I'd say libertarian should go run wherever, whenever, is because it does not. Uh, it's it's far easier to uh, stand against something than it is to be for something. So, and you only need a small minority to stand and say no. To, to to withdraw their consent to suddenly convince politicians to not enforce bad ideas right. or not put implement or enforce bad ideas or bad. like we would have had a, a, this idea of a, 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 passport, a vaccine passports, right. Uh, they, they, there was prob- they've been shuffled around for a long time, but they uh, actually at this point they probably have been implemented in a lot of places, but they're certainly not enforced right Because right. that's only waiting for the next time when people are scared again. Right. Uh, but so uh again it's it's really about what how can you how can you uh, uh defend yourself from tyranny and and really it's just having the ability to opt out uh, you know cuz we we they can only they can only affect us uh if we're in their system if we rely on their on their money we rely on their courts we rely on their protection we rely on, on on their uh their uh institutions right mm-hmm. opt out i mean that's really where we have we have to represent the future uh some people will call that a replacement economy uh some t- uh some t- people will just consider that a um uh some type of um breakaway society uh but th- there's a lot of ways to define that uh if if you're um uh if, if let's just say like if you if you were going to use like a a bible reference is just be not of their war world right <laughs> yeah like really like right so uh so what and, and and frankly libertarianism really is the golden rule right and applicate in, in political application right. all right i said enough so <laughs>
2: <laughs> dude you're good there, there was a lot of good stuff there um heck i've really enjoyed this conversation a lot and um we touched on a lot of stuff i didn't think we would touch on but i'm i'm, I'm glad we kind of got to go through everything well, me, I what to did talk- you expect
0: what did what surprised you i'd like to know
2: uh I, I i mean we dived into music stuff and then obviously Your thoughts on what it means to run as a libertarian and then your criticisms of DeSantis and even the – to the larger idea of what the Libertarian Party's function is. And I think there's a lot of use in that. Um, I've become disaffected with my state party as of late, but – you know, I, I try not to dwell on that too long and I try to stay as positive as possible. And I have a good connection with a lot of great people within the party, sure. not only here, but all throughout the country. And I know there's plenty of great people that do a lot of great work, such as yourself and uh, Dennis Mizigoy down there. I think Dennis is absolutely fantastic. And I – um he was probably one of the people that I vocally supported the most because I knew who he was running against was so horrible that – um I understand the chance for him winning was very, very slim, but anything we could do to kind of raise him up and support his voice being the only anti-war candidate on that panel was huge. When you have somebody to actively calling for attacking another country that you know we're in this Cold War with um, – that needs to be defied as loud as possible so um you know i i spoke so much and gave so much support behind dennis because i felt like um his voice being out there was very very important and not that yours wasn't either but um you <laughs> know just someone so vocally for war with china is just that cannot be tolerated that shouldn't be tolerated so um yeah like i said we tapped on a lot of stuff um like I said, I want to be respectful of your time, and I think my dogs are going crazy because my wife's home. Um, if you don't have anything else, do you got anything else to add? I'll just
0: say I'll just say one thing about uh, two things to take sure. away. So, DeSantis is now Trump's problem, right? So I I, <laughs> I I love competition. This is why competition must happen, right? Right. Uh, but it, it does seem everything's been lined up against uh, Trump in order to support uh, Ron DeSantis to promote him to promote his brand. Nobody else. There's no other talk about any other candidate out right. there. By the way, you noticed for president the Republican Party, party, yeah. uh, and and same as also quite quite kind of quiet on the on the Democrat side, other than Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I and my last takeaway is uh, you can always be frustrated, with libertarians, always. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what? Just you, we have to realize that uh, that not there is no silver bullet to this, right? Right. Uh, people are using their relationships as, uh, to the best of their ability, and they feel that they, uh, they can, you know, that this it's worth it to them, right? Uh, even even if it sounds contradictory, even if it sounds bad, uh, or, or, you know, some and sometimes just people make just god awful mistakes. They're human, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you do have to give them space for that. But how does it affect you, and how and and, and your only livelihood, and uh, and I think I think that says a lot. Uh, i think it says a lot and uh frankly i i'm really interested in seeing this experiment in the libertarian party in 2024 what that's going to uh achieve in, in terms of with the candidate that gets uh that gets put on the national ballots you know uh for the for that uh, for that ticket uh, i'm very excited i think there there's a lot uh there's a lot in- interesting to happen uh and i have said this uh, maybe once before on a podcast and i'll be happy to end it on this note uh People give a a, a lot of, uh, people criticize uh, Joe Jorgensen and her run in 2020. Uh, But you have to remember, she was actually the first actual internal party member to be selected as the nominee. What was it, eight, 12, 16 years that wasn't a a Republican, a former Republican that was just picked into the, I mean, she was the first really. And people have to recognize that, that. uh, that whatever impact ha- the impact of of the 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 liberty movement in the libertarian party started a lot, uh, has already started right and it wasn't and it's just a lot of people know that this has to be this the the, the movement has to create its own uh internal candidates mm-hmm. so and we have a lot of people honestly that that are of uh, uh that that we have so many that we're already debating about it and that's that's a wonderful thing so the, I'd say the future of the libertarian party is uh, is there uh if, if has good people like you like me like dennis dennis putting the work in there he he worked a lot longer uh on you know he was work, he had been running a lot longer before i decided to jump in uh, literally on the last day of qualifying mm-hmm. uh and uh and i'm really proud uh really proud of call my friend yeah. nice
2: yeah well uh he's been on this podcast and he'll definitely be on again um as the uh, invitation will be open to you as well because i really really enjoyed this conversation um hector where can everybody find you
0: uh, I'm on uh, Roost for Florida R O O S for F O R Florida uh on Twitter, socials. I've done my website, but still there too. there too. Uh and uh you know, it's been thanks Kyle for having me. Say out of your uh the misses and go go play with the dog who's I keep seeing running running and out
2: yeah uh, my pit bull didn't stop in or at least i don't think she did if she did she, it was only for a brief second she normally doesn't stop in yeah he's yeah. he's wagging right behind me but yeah hector this is a really fun conversation Um, very illuminating and i think a lot of people are going to enjoy it as well and despite the fact that people threw rocks at you for running against desantis um i think you're a great person and i think you represent the party very very well and like i said people can bag on you for that all day but um you know, if people, if this is the way that you see you're most effective in making change, then I support you completely. And I support anybody in the adventure to bring about greater liberty, whatever way they see fit, because as you said earlier, there's no silver bullet. So, um, yeah, man, if you've got any other uh, takeaways or anything else, we'll close out and I'll see you on the other side. Awesome. Thanks.
0: You Have a good night. Thank you. You too. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.